get started here in this episode, very special episode, <laughs> I just want to say a quick thank you to anybody who's listening to this right now and who's heard the other episodes, been supporting the throne, and uh, what we've been doing with these episodes, and um, it's been a real nice ride now, 30 episodes later, so I just want to say thanks to everybody supported us to this point and we're going to keep moving forward from here and if you want to show some support and you haven't already make sure you follow us on instagram at the throne podcast with underscores uh, also make sure you follow us on facebook uh, like our page uh the throne podcast with jc revis on facebook also be able to keep in touch with Unoya there. Make sure you like Unoya's page. You can follow our band and when we're doing shows. Uh, also come hang out with me and the producer Malik. Uh, just a big shout out to Oski as well for doing this, man. Uh, just We have a great episode in store for you. I hope you guys enjoy it. something like what you're doing i've been thinking about it for such a long time and i've started to do it and then the people i did it with you know but this is like a dream come true honestly i love all of this but so thank you for having me man nah what do you do for me this is like literally you know this idea was born in that fucking room dude we're just chilling here and i love podcasts so like i leave i leave work or and i'm driving home i listen to something like i don't like I always like constantly learning and shit and figuring like what, out what's Like, what are you on. listening to? Uh, political podcasts, sometimes nice. comedy stuff. You know, Joe Rogan experience. I love Joe Rogan. You know, he's fucking dope. So, like, you like, you like talk radio and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I so was... If I was around during the Howard Stern day... Not around, but, like, if I knew about Howard Stern and had satellite radio, I'd probably really be into him. Yeah, he was entertaining. He was, like, kind of, like, one of the pioneers, right? Yeah, he's just... He's just Howard Stern. He's a rock star, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously shit like that, but yeah, I like talk radio, I would say. Uh, is that something that you're a fan of, too? You listen yeah, man, to podcasts? Yeah, you know, I, I, I know a couple cats that are really legendary in that, you know. I know a guy named George Rodriguez, who used to be the pro producer for Neil, Neil Rogers. Neil Rogers is a local legend in talk radio. And, you know, I listen to Schnitt once in a while, you know. I listen, I listen to that crazy stuff, what they're talking about. And, yet, you know, I'll try to listen to some other stuff that's more liberal and just you know just see what's going on you gotta see what's going on with the world bro yeah for sure uh that's definitely why i like to keep up with the political podcast because there's some that are daily monday through friday yeah kind of break it down for me but sometimes i feel like there's a bias you know depending on who you listen to there's a bias you know, one way what's or the happening other. what's happening now in the country not to steer away from you know music and, and living good lives and being happy and pursuing your dream 
Um, there's no common ground. There's like there's no middle. It's either you like it or you don't. Right. There's no, you know. And I tell people sometimes, you know, life, you know, you just gotta you gotta ride it out. You gotta honor the you gotta honor the Constitution. You gotta honor the way that we've done things for you know hundred years, and you gotta honor the law. So we're gonna ride it out. See what happens. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. When you say there's no common ground, it's like, yeah, a lot of people is volatile. It's either completely hot or cold on an issue. It's either hot or cold. Look, man, it's it's like a football team. If you're cheering for this football team, no matter what that team does, no matter how bad they get, no matter how crazy they get, no matter how good they get, in your eyes, that's your team. Right. Yeah. There's no... There's, like, blatant corruption on both sides, and people are willing to overlook it if their side is the one that's winning. It's it's just you know it, it reminds me of honestly, like the original RoboCop or like the movie Idiocracy. <laughs> you know? President Camacho. You know, yeah, President Camacho. You know, it just I don't know if you saw the original RoboCop. It, yeah, he it's, gets blasted, right? It's no, you gotta watch it. The original RoboCop is like what America, where America is going. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. It's really crazy. I just I remember specifically the scene where he gets fucking blasted by the three dudes or whatever. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah, they yeah. first kill him, dude. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, blown the fuck off. It was crazy. I'll buy that for a dollar. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a classic movie, bro. I probably shouldn't have been watching that when I first saw it. Another, another movie. You know, I saw a really good movie though, the Angel Heart. Angel Heart. I haven't heard. Yeah, of that. with Robert De Niro and uh, Mickey Rourke. Oh, Mickey Rourke and bro. Lisa Bonet. That's this an this ugly movie. Dude. This is the movie. He used to be really handsome, I honestly. Know. And the boxing, right? Boxing. No, the, he. Yeah, I used to, I used to do shows at his club. What? He'd box and smoke a cigarette and then smoke a J and just chill. He's a cool dude. Damn, you met him? But yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, some homeboys of mine. Before I got into rock, I, I'm a b boy. You know, I come from a background of hip hop. I quit school to become a rapper. And that's another story. I mean, no, I, let's I had, go down I had that like, When did you When did you quit school? What, what grade? 10th 10th grade So 15, 16 15, 16 Fuck man well, Who were your inspirations B-boy wise or rap well, wise MC wise Wow man You know the, the the greatest of all time Run DMC without a doubt Um, You That's know Classic Classic A lot of Def Jam You know I love God man I love Schoolie D from Philadelphia Like the first gangster rapper Okay I love KRS-One KRS-One You know man. I love the whole Juice Crew You know MC Shan and Molly Mall and um, Joaquin Shante, Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, Big Daddy uh, Biz Kane. Biz uh, <coughs> Man, this is some um, God. dope names. Right? I mean, Eric B. Rakim. Yeah, Eric B. Rakim. You what? know, man, I, I, and, I fuck with them. Yeah, Super yeah. Heavy. You know, every there's so many. You know, Public Enemy. Yeah. EPMD. Ooh. You know, I was Slick surprised Red. to learn about Public Enemy that um, that Flavor Flav writes a lot of the lyrics for them. Flavor Flav, you know, these, there's, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. You're born for something in life. That was Flavor, that's what, with the craziness and how crazy and zany he looks and acts, he was born to do that. You know what I mean? That's what, that was his uh, gift to society, being Flavor Flav. He's a genius, you know? Yeah. Chuck D's a genius. These guys, they had a, a vision at that time, you know, rappers was just rapping about, you know, dancing and partying, having a good time. And they came and brought a little political message to it, you know, Public Enemy, you know. Um, and it was cool show. I got to see Public Enemy twice in Miami. And 
Really? One of my homeboys I grew up with, yeah. who used to be in my crew, he used to have a crew called the Latin Connection. Okay. And uh, he actually DJed, uh, DJed for them at uh, Revolution. At the the Revolution Live. Yeah, when they came down. So he DJ for Public Enemy. Yeah. Fuck. His name is uh, DJ Classic. <coughs> shout, shout out to DJ shout Classic. Out to DJ Classic. Shout out to uh, Olu. I want to you know go. I love doing uh, shout outs. So go this ahead. This is this is. I know this is not my show, but I'm gonna dedicate my my part of the show to my brother Ren. Shout out to your brother Ren, bro. May you rest in peace, my brother. Bless you up. know, I, I tell people this. I tell my son this all the time that. I grew up in New York and I grew up in, in North Miami Beach and my dad used to go back and forth from New York because he had ice cream trucks and he was a musician. So basically we lived some of the months in New York and some of the months in Miami and it was just sporadic. My dad's a musician. So the people that I met in North Miami Beach when I got here, I was surrounded by so much talent. This is when rap music is really starting to develop if you didn't have a breakdancing crew, you were nobody. Right. And what I always used to do is was do the DJing and do uh, the music, you know, the rapper. These guys breakdance and all that. And it, it was cool for me, but I'm more like bringing the music. So I was surrounded by so many talented people. Like everyone that I know, they're talented in one way or another, but like super talented. Like So it was just like being around the energy that I grew up with. Cat named DJ E, DJ from New York. Produced all my music, all my early rap music, he produced it. Another guy named Leo Love. I have a friend named Thomas Santana. Um, Tito Love. Uh, like I said, DJ Classic. Um, Olu. Fresh. These are people, Gary G, these are people that all had their success somewhat. And what they did, you know? That's crazy. That's how I feel now with bands like Macronium and Ears One and Born Beneath. Like, I see so exactly. much talent here in the scene. Oh, you bro. have no idea how, you know, a lot of bands don't even know how talented they are. And there's a lot of bands that think they're talented and they're not. You know, I'll be honest. I learned a long time ago not to be a critic. I'm a fan of music, you know? I like all the music. I like music that all the bands play, but there's some bands that. To just like, just act some kind of way. Like, you know, like, I know everyone thinks their stuff is special. And I applaud that, you know, because it is special. But it's just like, sometimes they come off the wrong way. Like, you'll have a band that'll come and, and play and then dip. That's not cool, man. I agree. You know, stuff like that. And I'll ask me, man, <coughs> why, why did you leave? Oh, I, you know, I've seen other bands before. And I had to go, you know, whatever, do my hair. So... Those are those are people that I, I remember, and you know, we keep it moving. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's something that in the scene, you know, it does kind of hurt it because then people walk up to the club to see other bands. But they see it's kind of empty. But that's like the smallest part. That's like the smallest negative. Besides that, the bands right now are all showing so much love for each other. It's almost like it's like all the same bands, plus new bands, and then old bands just having a party in different locations. Yeah. You know? And the scene right now in Miami is really good, man. I see what you see. Like, there's a lot of uh, camaraderie. Camaraderie, yep. Where I'll support your show, you support my show. Right. You know, um, one of the things I love to do is go to support other shows that I have nothing to do with, that I'm 
Yeah, I've seen working. you pop up at loose shows and stuff. I do it all the time, man. I really do it all the time because I gotta show love to the bands and the people that show me but show me love. But at the end of the day, it's like I go because I really enjoy going. Yeah. And getting to you know just watch a band play. And there's something there's something so special about an individual that can grab an instrument and make it come to life. You know, make it come alive, and it's just. It's something that I've always just really, really liked. I yeah. feel you. No, I feel you. I actually recently um started picking up guitar and stuff, and being a drummer for over ten years is oh, like. Oh, and you're a great drummer, by the thank way. Thank you. No, I, but I really way. appreciate that. And I mean, <coughs> there's just there's just so many just so many things that have gotten me to where I'm at. So as far as my rap career is concerned, you know, we got signed to a record label. What year? Uh. 89, 88. So how far apart was that from when you when you left high school? Three years, two okay. years. Wow, man. So you saw success pretty and quickly. Yeah, getting no, signed. No, getting and, signed back then was a big fucking deal. It's not like now. It's, it's a legit. We went out one day, one Saturday, <coughs> and we hit three record labels. And all the three record labels gave us offers. But one record label, like, they wanted to sign us on the spot. You showed up with your demos or, or we went out with we went out, we went out with a with a eight song demo on uh, a cassette pressed on vinyl oh, okay. on a cassette on a cassette and we went to two other labels that had artists that were popping off at the time right and then the last label we went to was owned by Henry Stone if you don't know who Henry Stone is Google Henry Stone and you'll see that this is a serious serious thing you know this guy just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm not even gonna tell you who he is. He's huge. So he's the first person, honestly. To, he's the first dude to record James Brown. So can um, we Google this? Dude? <laughs> I just want to yeah, see what it looks like. Google it, man. No, but uh, yeah. So Henry Stone, you, so you Henry brought it Stone, up. They wanted to sign you on the spot. There's a record label. That so to sign you on the spot. we walk into the we walk into the record label at the time. It was called Hot Records. Uh huh. And um, Hot Records. It's me, my homeboy, uh -huh. DJ Ian Leo Love, and we walk into this to this uh, label. And there was a dude that I recognized from the scene, this guy named Mighty Rock. He was, okay. a, he was a local legend at the time. Like at the time it was like on the ground in Miami, he was number one. He was the, the, the tip of the spear. Everyone was like, no, Mighty Rock. He was a rapper from New York, moved to Miami. That's crazy. And was back in the days, you see how we have Churchill's now? We had a place called the Beat Club off of Burt Road. Okay. Mantronics played there, Run DMC played there, David DMX, the Wiz Kid, African Bambada. I mean that African place. African Bambada, holy shit. That place was the epic place for hip hop. Damn. And this guy, he was the man. And he was signed to the label. And I said, yo, Mighty Rock, and what's up? You know, I, I never formally met you, but I know of you, you know? Showing him some love and some respect. I said, well, he said, what y'all done? I said, we trying to shop a demo. We trying to get we trying to get signed. He was, let me hear it. So we go into a studio there and we listen to the songs and he's going, yo. And your name is the Latin Connection, yo, what? And he loved it, so he went to a a guy named uh, Adrian uh, Adrian um, Stone, who was Henry Stone's son, okay. and said, "You got to sign these guys right now." And I'm like, "Well, for real?" He's like, "You got to sign these guys right now." So he's like, "If you say so, I'll sign them." And he goes, "But let me hear the music." So he heard it. And he was like, okay, let's get them a contract. Shit. So he pulls out this contract and he says, take it to your lawyer, yada, yada, yada. 
and um, we ended up we ended up signing with them. You did know? you have a lawyer? Um, <laughs> you know what? At that time, no, we did not have a lawyer. So did you just read it yourself? We just read it. You know, I, I think I'm pretty smart. I read it. Mm-hmm. You read and, all of it. Yeah, and we signed it, and we said, "Let's go for it." You know, I think what I think. No, we didn't have a lawyer. We didn't. So, but you read the whole the whole thing. Was it a fat? Was it a yeah, fat booklet? It was just a horrible contract. After, like later on, I, I showed it to a lawyer. But this is a horrible. This is a horrible contract. And um, he, one of the reasons that we had to get off the label was some, and we got off the label was because uh, they wanted to do want us to take a picture and. How long were you with them? Um, about a year and a half. You know, we did some really cool shows. You know, it was nice. You know, it was, we had a lot of fun with it. You know, but we were young. Any pictures of, of, that, uh, of that era? The uh, maybe from the shows? No, nah, I wish we did, man. We, we we had did a show in Key West, and it was by a promoter named Louis C. Rock. Shout out to Louis C. Rock. He's the mayor of Key West. Oh, okay. He's Holy the, shit. He's the Oski of, uh, he's the Oski of, of uh, Key West. All right. And um, we did a show... We took a ton of pictures at the show, and then we had picked up like five chicks. We're riding around. Of we're riding around in a '76 Impala. It's five of us, five oh, chicks. Man. Everyone's crammed on each other. And this one chick, she was kind of wasted. She said, "Ooh, a camera!" And she opened the camera and you know exposed all the pictures. My homeboy Thomas uh, Santana, shout out to Thomas, one of the toughest dudes I know. Wanted to punch this chick from here to you know from here to New York because it messed up the pictures. It messed up the pictures, so we oh, don't have any pictures man. for those shows. That sucks. I do have pictures from other shows. <clears throat> Afterwards, we uh, I ended up we ended up producing Mighty Rock's album. Okay. You know, wow. moving forward, we ended up both leaving the label and getting signed with a guy named uh, Joe Granda. You got signed again? Yeah, we got signed again uh, <laughs> to Joe Granda. Dude. And this is the guy who did Diamond Girl. Oh, okay. Um, and did a bunch of uh, you know, Nice and Wild. He's another legend. I mean, this guy's. Google Joe Grande and you'll see who that is. That's crazy. I never heard of this. And yeah, Joe Grande, he's huge. He's huge. You said music runs in your family, though, right? It does. My my godfather was the man. He was a piano player. Funny thing, there's a there's a, a friend of mine on Facebook named Johnny Aguila. Um, his dad, my dad, and my godfather, they all played in a band together in Brooklyn when they were when before we were born. And Johnny does music, you know. Yeah. And I do music, and it's it's just like we. I posted a picture of my godfather, and my dad, saying, you know, my godfather passed away today. He was in this band with my dad, and at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, I get a call from Johnny Aguila. He's like, Yo, Husky, man, you know. He goes, I know you look. I kept saying you look familiar, yada yada yada. He said, I don't remember your dad so much, but I remember Poppy, my godfather. And he goes, my dad is the dude, like, three to the right with the trumpet in his hand. I'm like, no way. What? That's so, yeah, crazy. Music's, music's in the blood. And then from, from doing hip-hop, I decided that I was going to, you know, audition for this rock band. Yeah, what made you want to do that transition? Because Oski Foundation what? is not necessarily hip-hop. It's kind of R&B. It's kind of soul. everything. It, no, it, it's yeah, right now, it's you everything. You don't put yourself in a box. Um, Actually, that's one of my best songs, Box. Okay. Shout um, out to Box. Shout out to Box. Um, <laughs> Hip hop was getting really crazy, man. Tupac and Biggie and all that crazy East Coast, West Coast, and the beef, the beef and all that. And I started seeing that 
it was it was trying to trying to get a little I call it like the dark ages of hip hop. Really, it was trying to get like a little ugly, a little crazy, you know. So I, someone said that's the golden age of hip hop. You got well, Nas, you no, got no, Wu Tang no, Clan. I'm talking Clan, about you know? it with with talking about the culture. Just with like all the gangster rap and and and, and the violence just of the, the gang culture. The way it was going. Believe me, I mean, it wasn't like I, that in I, the b boy days. It no no. There wasn't beef like that. People no, weren't beefing like that. No, see, the the, the thing about b boys and breakdancers, bro, is a lot of love. They respect the girls. A lot of hugs. A lot of king, queen, you know, good day, queen. And that's where I picked up the habit of calling women queen. That comes from back back in the day, you know. And it's a lot of respect and um, and just at that time, the, the, I just wanted to something new. I wasn't. My father kept saying, "Man, you're a musician. Why are you doing this rap music?" You should start a band, and then my girlfriend at the time was just, uh, I was in bed with her, and I was reading her in the New Times. They were looking for a lead vocalist for a band called Continental. Influence must be Marvin Gaye, G-Love, and Jamiroquai. I'm like, that's interesting. I said, what you think? Should I audition for a band? She goes, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I gave it up to you, because you sing to me. And I started that band, honestly, yeah. That's legit. That, that That's works. That's legit. That's legit. I said, if I can convince you to give me that Nana, so I guess, uh, well, we have something there, you know? <laughs> and I, 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 at that time, going into bands, I was so green. Like, I was so green. I didn't, I didn't even, at that time, I used to think that, like, the band was more important than the lead vocalist and the guy who wrote the lyrics to the songs and stuff. Right. And I always felt I was very honored just to be in that situation with the band. So I got to give a shout out to Luis Campos, the leader and drummer of the band, Juan Sabarito, the bass player of the band, and Mark Getsky. These are some guys that believed in me, you know, to, to allow me to front their band. So you made it in. We made it in. Damn, we were, here, so here comes so being in the band for like a year and rehearsing every single Tuesday and Thursday or every Thursday. Um, we we sent out another cassette to Inner Circles record label, and they wanted to sign us. That was gonna be, you know, my third record deal. So I was happy about that. You know, worst scenario, we were gonna go on tour with Inner Circle, and be their opening band or come out on their label. And uh, that went to hell because they had said, okay, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to merge our families together, your family and our family. We're going to try to make the best product we can make. And there's a song that you guys have that we really like. And we would like to know, being that we want the best recording. I have a drummer in mind that I would love for him to come and do the studio work on that. Now that that offended, <laughs> that offended the drummer. In the band, you know what I mean? And right. Oh. Who was also the leader. Yeah, and that's kind of fucked like up. He didn't even let it marinate or didn't think of the bigger picture. He's like, hell no, that's not going to happen. Then he's Cuban and he started to, no, Puerto Negro. And they're like, I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, chill out, chill out, Damn. chill out. Yeah. No, and, that's, um, a, that's a Caribbean thing, sadly. That, that, that severed that. And, uh, you know, when, when, when that didn't fall through, um, we start. I start. Got. An, I got a residency at the Marlin Hotel in South Beach. We did it every Saturday. With the band. With the band, and the Marlin Hotel is where South Beach Studios at. That's the record. That's the studio for Island Records and Def Jam. There's a guy who used to run the studio named um, 
His name is Joe Galdo. He was a drummer in the band Fox. Okay. These are, these are all legendary people, man. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. telling you, I've been really blessed. You know, I don't know if you guys know the reason. So, moving forward, really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a show. There was a it was a cheap trick opening up. There was a cheap trick show in Bayfront Park. And I saw it, and I had called the number on the thing and told the promoter, "Hey, man." Well, let me backtrack. So, Continental severs a couple of weeks after that, after that incident, because that was the second time that there was like an offer made. The first time I had an offer made by a guy named Steve Baker. He owned a couple record label called Street Label Street Records. Right. You can Google him as well. Um, and they were being distributed through Island Records, and he offered me a deal, but said he wanted me to get a new band. You know, I have that thing called loyalty. You know, I said this everybody or nobody. And then a couple of weeks later, we had the incident with the uh, with the guys from Inner Circle at, at their studio called Circle House. And then after that, you know, I decided I was going to start my own band. Okay. And I came up with the name The Oski Foundation. You know. Yeah. Well, and you decided you were going to front it as well. Yeah, I decided I was going to front it and. Um, the first year of the Oski Foundation, man, like we worked like crazy. It was um the original Oski Foundation was um guitar player named John Weir, mm-hmm. a drummer named Andy. Um God, what's Andy's last name? Andy Kaner. And the bass player was a guy named Jason Myers. And what happened with the Cheap Trick show? So we get into the Cheap Trick show. So now we have this band. And I see in the new time Cheap Tricks in town. They're going to be in town at a, a concert. At the Bayfront. So I called the number and spoke to a guy named Tony Hottenbach, another local legend. Um, they used to call him the impresario. He passed away. Old Jewish guy. Real cool guy. And I said, listen, my name is Omar Gonzalez. And I see that you're having Cheap Trick in South Florida. And I don't really hear any momentum or movement on it, you know. There's a local band that you should hire for the show. They they draw a ton of people. And he's like, yeah. What's the name? I go. They're called the Oski Foundation. Uh-huh. I mean, they have a they have a residency at the Marlin uh, every Tuesday. And they do a, a thing in a collaboration with a DJ named Snow White. She's another legend. Um, and you should go there and see them play. They 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 host uh, an open mic. They're the backing band. And they do their own originals, but this this Saturday they're having a huge party. Okay. You should come and see them. <laughs> this is you great. Know? This is great marketing. So he's like, well, this is before you know you can you can you can verify anything. Right. There's no YouTube. There's no Facebook. There's no nothing. It's just this is what's happening. And um, I said they're good for a couple thousand people, man. To be honest with you, they're good for a lot of people. And he go, I go, they're having a private event. It's an invitation only. If you want to come, I, I I can get you an invitation to see the band. He's like, all right, well, listen, man, I live by the Jockey Club. What are you doing later today? Why don't you come by and let me hear this cassette? I said, sure. I met him, played him the cassette, and he's like, I really like this stuff. He said, yeah, this is good. And they bring a lot of people. I go, man, they bring a lot of people. How much you want? I said, we'll do it for nothing. Absolutely nothing. So Did he know that it was you yet? No. 
So it happens we had a we had a party at a house. A friend of mine had this huge house. The place was mobbed. I mean, it's a house party, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he comes in, he looks, he's like, Wow. And this is I go, this is invitation only. Like you cannot come in here without an invitation. He goes like, So where's the band? I go, they're about to go on right now. So I walked over to the mic. <laughs> I said, You guys ready for the Oski Foundation? And then and everybody makes some noise and we went into our set and he's looking going <laughs> and he's giving me this funny look like, Are you serious, dude? <laughs> and like and so he goes, You're 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 something else. So Got him. He says, I have a friend, I have I have a really you know what? Do you have a manager? I said, I'm the manager, man, you know that. <laughs> That's a stupid question. He goes like I need to introduce you to one of my business partners. And I'm like, sure. He goes, you ever heard of Marilyn Manson? I go, yeah, man. He goes, you ever heard of the Mavericks? I go, yeah, I heard of the Mavericks. He goes, have you ever heard of Nuclear Valdez? I'm like, is this a, like, yeah, I heard of the wife. This is the guy that managed those guys. And I think he's going to really like, he's a big guy like you. And so he introduces me to this guy named John Tovar. I don't know who you know John Tovar is. No, I don't. Well, he used to manage all those bands that I right, mentioned. Yeah. yeah. And he's still around the scene. I have a lot of love and respect for him. And he did what he can do for me, you know. Oh, to end the story, we ended up playing the, the Cheap Trick Festival, you know. How was that? It was awesome. It was full of people? It was, it was, it was, you know what, honestly, again, the guy let us play, he wasn't absolutely crazy. You know, we were like one of the early bands, you know what I mean? Right. But uh, yeah, we did get to play. We did get to be on the bill. Our name was on the flyer, and That's I have I have the the newspaper clipping in my house. Is that something that is still doable it nowadays is. to get on a bill by talking to the promoter? Because I I've, I I see all these big headlining bands coming down here, and you I just see no promotional contact. I'll contact the venue, and then they say, "Oh, it's done through such and such marketing team or." Event host or event you, planner you, or whatever. You have to, you have to try and get in con. You have to just listen, man. You see why we're sitting here today? Because we're friends. You know what I mean? Because you know me and I know you. Right. So this is, it's all on who you know, man. You know. Um. It's. It's it's all on who you know. For example, you guys, a Macronia. I'm a hundred percent positive, positive that Joe. And macronium are going to be huge, positive of it, like, like it's like it's only a matter of time. So, he blows up. We know him. We're cool with him. You know what I'm saying? That's a window for everybody. You know, if he plays it right, he could be the tip of the spear and show love to everybody. You know what I mean? That's the same thing with me and my music. If I make it, and I get to a place where like a pit bull big, where I could do some really big stuff, I'm gonna do it. Because there's so much amazing talent in South Florida. The metal scene is hard. Like, the metal here is badass. I've seen metal in a lot of places. The metal here... Top notch. And it's all different. You know, 100 pounds of thrust, 100,000 pounds of thrust, Mike? Thousand. Thousand. Those are my... You know, whatever. A lot of pounds pounds of thrust. A lot of pounds of thrust. My homeboy, Mike, and the McSweens, and Dan, and Joe... They have their style. I love it. You guys have your style. Yep. You know, you guys come. Everyone's dressed up. Everyone's looking. That's your style, you know. Joe has his style. Macronium has his style. Born Beneath has their style. You know, uh, Era's One has their style. 
so I mean, but amongst those bands right there, you know, Toasted Marshmallow Zombies, all the music is different. All the music is good. Some are harder than others. But what makes it so unique is that everyone's absolutely different. Yeah. You know, Revolution is different. Yep. You know, so that's the only way that I think that the bands can make it by trying to be different, you know? Yeah, I Even think, with myself uh, and my music, I'm trying to be different. Right. No, I heard a lot of people trying to maybe make, like, a big collaboration CD with a lot of the bands down here and try and get that out. Just See, different ideas. I don't that's know, something, man. That's something that could that, that should have been done. A long right time ago. Sh- yeah, right now we shot that documentary that I, I shot wanted to, What's up summer? with the Live at Churchill's um, okay, so I want. Uh, do we play that shit? And that was honestly like one of our best fucking sets, man. Yeah, no, that was, it was awesome. It was that. awesome. The lights were awesome. That show was... Let me Thanks tell you, to this guy over man, here. That show was awesome. So... I've been shooting a documentary with some cool people, a guy named Steven Soros. And we got Rio, who is going to be doing the narrating. And we shot that for like four or five summers in a row. Like th- like four summers in a row. Right. And they, we've got hundreds of hours of hours of footage where we're trying to make a documentary about Miami, the bottom, because this is the bottom of the map. And it's just so complicated. So the footage that we shot at Live at Churchill's, I'm going to be chopping that up with Pixels soon. I have all the all the sound recording on a DR50 that, I mean, the sound that day was amazing. You guys were amazing. I mean, it was awesome. And what we did was we shot, I think Pixels shot your whole set, to be honest with you. I, 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 hope, I think um, you did. And at that time, Pixels' camera was 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 like not available and Mar uh Marcelo Salub loaned him one of his cameras. I He's mean, one of the best photographers. Oh I've he is right the now. best photographer. Two years in a row. Oski Award winner. That dude yeah. is Savage. is something else. So what we're gonna do with that footage is we're gonna chop it up soon and we're gonna make that into a film. A little twenty minute film, maybe a little twenty five minute film. And we're gonna try to get it on the music on the movie circuits. Like the small film is submitted to small film festivals. Why not try to make it maybe a little longer than maybe forty five minutes? Well, you know, people have ADD, you know, and I think I think maybe I gotcha. And like I think maybe twenty five minutes, someone would sit down and watch that whole thing and, and want to learn more about the scene. That's what I'm saying though. If you're snobby enough and like into movies enough to be at a fucking short film festival, you're probably gonna sit through a fucking forty five. No, and listen, movie. at the end of the day, you know. Uh, I might just be me that's, being a that's dick. That, I wanted to do that because I wanted to think outside the box for the bands. That that's together. cool. But that's what this is. This is that, me trying to find another outlet. Like, if this podcast becomes a thing, that's what I what I want to do is obviously bring the same bands back and give everyone yeah, fucking, Yeah, no, no. That's, you know? uh, this is a labor of love. I, I know this is. And this is not easy. This is a lot of time consuming. The, you got buy the mics. You got you know pay the rent for the location. Yeah. Do the computer work. You have your sound guy. It's not... It's, and you have to do it, you know, I don't know how often you do your podcast. Yeah, we try and drop, uh, or we do drop an episode every Friday. So that's... that. that's, so that's, that's at least once a week consuming. I got to find someone. That's once a week. That's not easy, man. Yeah. That's not easy. Practicing, that's not easy. Practicing you know? with the band, too, doing and, and gigs. Sometimes, sometimes... It's tough, man. You see, you, you'll call, you'll reach, you're going to see this. You'll reach out to someone and say, hey, can you do this? And they don't take advantage of the opportunity. I've already seen that. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, not to try and, like, no, no, myself listen, or whatever, it's, but... It is what it is. Listen, it is what it is. And you you got to show love to people that show you love. Yeah. It's just the way it works. It's just it's just the way it works. You know? Um, uh, you told me to be here? I'm here. I no, and that's why I appreciate you know? just even the shows you put on, bro. I'm like, here. I'm here. I mean, this is this is all part... Of my dream. You know, you're fulfilling another part of my dream where I'm in the studio being interviewed about my work. Dude, you know? <laughs> when I started the show, it was all about like, when are we going to get Oski on, dude? Like, oh, man, when, is that, it gonna, when are we going to be big enough? Like, we didn't even want to no, ask. You, I don't know no, if you listen, were like, I would have did, did your first show, man. I, I Man, the first. Yeah, no, it is Don't, don't, man. man. I tell people all the time, listen, if you ever want to get a hold of me, my website is area code 305. 303 That's it. Call me up. I'll tell you all about my band. I'll tell you all about what's going on. You know, a lot of people call me or text me, Oski, what's going on tonight? You know, do you have an event going on tonight? True. That's cool, And man. when I don't have an event, I say, this is where you got to go. Right. I'll send them your way, you know? I'll give them options. I'll send them to another party. This is one thing, though. If you're a band out here, you have to put in the work and hustle yourself. Like you say, at the, tough, at the man. band meetings, you know, people so, who don't promote the shows or self-promote in general, that's something you know, that... I have, why a, you I, doing I have a friend of mine. Yeah. And it's really sad. We did a couple... We've done a couple great shows together. I'm not going to say his name. I have a couple of friends that have worked with me and said, Oski, I don't want to do this no more, man. I'm like, what do you mean? The bands don't appreciate it. It's like, you know, you know, it's a labor of love, man. You know, if you if you put in all the hours and all, and all the things, you know, I'm I'm, I'm tired of doing that, you know, and I'm tired of being the bad guy. I go, what do you mean, dude? He's like, so we put on a show and and uh, someone's got to play at nine o'clock. Someone has to play at nine o'clock, and you put a band at nine o'clock, and then they, oh man, why are we playing at nine o'clock, bro? Come on, and I'm just like, I mean, it's tough, you know. It, it's tough. You can't please everybody, right? You know, I try to please everybody. I really do, and I try to be, I try to be fair because I'm in a band, and I hate promoters. I really do. I, I, promoters and band managers and and booking agents, but people who try to make money. No, off but the that's talent. but listen, but that's listen. At one time. I had a manager, 20%, a booking agent, 15%. So let's just say I did a show for a dollar. So that was simple math. Or I could say $100, or let's say $1,000. But let's just say I did a show. Let's, let's make the number look right. Let's say I do a show for $100. 20 and 15, what is that? 35. 35%. So 35 of the dollars from that show is going to go to the guys that book me and manage me. Right. You were 65. They're gonna get that money. It, it, believe me, you know because that's their job. I remember paying, giving my manager um, his whatever. Let's say it was a hundred dollars. I remember giving him twenty bucks and giving the the booking agent fifteen bucks and leaving with what's left for sixty five. And I got four guys, five guys in my band. You know so. But it's called paying your dues. It's called doing what you got to do. And these are shows that people that I've been put in front of that I didn't know them. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I don't. I, I, I thank John Tovar for getting me into Tobacco Road. If he would have never got me a gig there, 
you know, I used to dream about playing Tobacco Road. I remember the first day I played there, September 9th of 1999. Tobacco Road's an epic, legendary club. I've heard about you it. Know? I wasn't around when it was a thing. It was epic. Well, as far as I wasn't in the music no, scene. No, it was, it was epic. Trust me, it was epic. The mecca, I'm sad that I missed the that. The mecca for South Florida. Churchill's and Tobacco Road. To, Churchill's is like a tobacco road with no rules. You know what I'm saying? Churchill's is tobacco just all road, hell's loose. Tobacco Road just had a little bit more rules, <laughs> and the bathroom was just a little bit cleaner, <laughs> and, they, and they had great food. Oh, okay. You know? Um, I've, though I've heard some daring people tell me about the food at Churchill's. No, the food at Churchill's is good. Word? You've had it? Dude, listen. The, the, they have fish and chips at Churchill's. That's like I love some fucking top, fish and no, chips listen, now. Top notch. Top notch. You're telling I, me top notch Top fish and notch. Chips. I give it to FD, the guy who, who he's an operating partner, and I give it to uh, Ian for all the love they show me. But at Churchill's, the fish and chips is phenomenal. Fuck. It comes with huge pieces. Anyway, it comes with big pieces of French fries. <laughs> it's really good. So, oh, man, thinking about the fish and chips threw me it's off. It's so delicious. No, but actually, I wanted to um, get into something like as far as these venues go, there's not many left. It seems like I mean the problem is that live music will kill you, man. The the um, you mean as like a business model? As far as a business model, it's it's just it'll kill you, man. It's a science. You gotta know what you're doing. You know, it's gotta you gotta be able to build. You gotta have. There's gotta be. Unfortunately, there's always gotta be something besides the music. That's why my shows. I try to okay. Let's do an '80s show. If you come in '80s clothes, we're gonna shoot your hundred beans. Give it something that people are gonna come out. Go, oh, they're having a contest. Let's go. Right. And then there's some cool bands. You know what I mean? Right. So one of the one of the success one of the reasons to my success as as being in a band is that every time that I would get booked and they were paying my band to play, I'd bring in two or three more bands with me that would not have been able to play that venue unless I brought them in. Right. So the unbeknown to the promoter, unbeknown to the club, they'd be like, how many are y'all? I go, oh, we have three bands. Oh, what do they sound like? Oh, this is the Oski Foundation. What do you mean? I thought it was, just, no, the Oski Foundation is like everybody. It's the Oski Foundation. And <laughs> That's an awesome name, you dude. Know? It's like, and it's perfect, like, dude. It's like Slipknot. All, all of right. Them. And like, all right, cool. And when you, you know, when the ring would ring, you, you're going to get more from three bands than one. You know, so we used to that that was one of the things and and the bands need to learn that. If if you're getting a band and you're getting a, an, to be put in an opportunity that they just want you guys to play, but they want you to play from three hours. You're like, Cool, I got you. Your band opens up, then the, the second band comes on, then another band comes on, then you guys close and just like we fulfilled the, our contract. To you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Three hours of music. Three hours of music. But um, right about now, unfortunately, and I've been really, 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 really focusing and just thinking. Um, the bands are not drawing like they used to when I was when I was in a band. You yeah. know, there's just so many. Music has changed. Yeah. The scene has changed. You know, I think that. There are bands out there that I know they're gonna make it, you know, and, and I and I and I wish and dream for a success story. I need to have 
another success story. A success story. There needs to be another band that, wow, that band made it. And I'm like, yeah. And I have a, I have a couple of success success stories of bands that I booked that are making three thousand, four thousand dollars now. And if I needed to do something, they'll do it for half the price, or they'll they'll they'll, they'll be really fair with me because I was there in the beginning, you know. Um, but what what's my biggest concern with the bands is that I think some of the bands don't know how talented they are and don't give themselves a fighting chance where they need to have their merch up, they need to promote, they need to do weekend shows out of town. You have to get out of it. We have to get out of South Florida. Yeah, we have a do. We have a show in Tampa on Sunday. See, that's it's awesome. our first show out of town, actually. Well, Who's the promoter? Myers, Who's the promoter? Uh, man, there was a lot of bullshit that went into that show. We can get into it off the air, but it's no, called no. Florida Extreme Metal Festival. Okay. I, I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. And it's going to be at, uh, let me think of the venue. One second, don't tell me. Um, so Rackham Billiards? No, the Brass Mug. Oh, that's in Tampa, in Tampa, yeah. yeah brass Mug. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, man. you know what, listen. Those are opportunities that you have to take advantage of. Yeah. And y'all should be promoting that show at the Brass Mug like it's the next huge, biggest thing ever because your fans... And the other bands and people in the scene are watching. So make that a big deal. Make it a big promotion like we're going to Tampa. And you'll see when you meet someone from Tampa and they've never met your band before and you tell them that, don't make the mistake to tell them you're from Fort Lauderdale. Tell them you're from Miami, 305 Miami. They're like, yo, we have never been to Miami. It's awesome. They've seen Miami Vice. They think yeah, that Miami I, is... I feel that. When you they tell feel people, that Miami is the spot. Yeah, when you tell people Hollywood, it's like, huh? No, so yeah, I yeah, mean, Miami, you want to definitely promote that and you want to get that out that you know that you guys are playing out of town. That's another thing I like to do. I, yeah. I'll go see you guys on Sunday. I mean, I'll check my calendar and I'll drive up there to see to see bands play out of, out of Florida. Yeah, and the, the only reason we out haven't been promoting it is because, like I said, there's a lot of bullshit that's been going on behind yeah. the scenes, whether we didn't know we we're going to play it or not. Or well, you, got, you guys mean, might want to edit this out, out of the conversation. No, 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 no. It's not a problem. Uh, it's just, you know, certain shit happens, but we're super excited to fucking play it. We've been excited to play it for months. It was just some uncertainty the last, like, couple of weeks whether or not we had the slot. Well, Tampa, Tampa is, 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 is not that far away, but it's not that close, so make sure that... It's a different fucking place, bro. I haven't been in Tampa since I've been to Bush Gardens in, like, the eighth grade. So, to me, it's a well, fucking adventure. You know what I'm saying? I would love to have I, gone. Let me give you... Let me give you... Let me give you the biggest advice I can give you on that. Okay. Don't take your girlfriends. Nah. Don't... No, I'm being serious, man. You know what the problem is, is that you got to cater to her. And, you know, when I go out of town, my wife comes with me most of the time, but, you know, she's helping me get to where I need to go. Um, you know, if someone's going to ride with y'all and they're going to go with y'all, they're there to work. They're there to do a job to make sure that you know your looks and sounds and gets to where they need to go on time. And they just someone that's going to be hanging out, you don't need that. Try to be, try to make sure you keep a tab of where all your stuff is at. You know, always have an emergency plan. And like going, like I tell you, bringing your girlfriend. So you bring your girlfriend, and she has to use the, just to be really simple. She has to use the bathroom. Or you bring one of your homeboys, and he has to use the bathroom. That's a twenty minute stop. 
go to the bar, to the, to, the, to, the, to the gas station. Everyone wants to get a drink, smoke a cigarette. By the time you, you wasted another half hour when you could have used that half hour to be on the road. Yeah. Handling the business, you know. Um, and then you can't be yourself in front of them. You know, this is something for the guys. You know, you can't, you can't be your, it's just like someone, but you just want to be respectful because they're a queen, they're a female. And you don't, you can't be, you know, you, it just makes you behave a little bit differently. I agree. When you go on the road, you want to be yourself. Yeah. You want to enjoy yourself. And uh, try not to eat too much McDonald's and Burger King and all that stuff. <laughs> so no, for real, because, you know, when you go to perform, you'll feel like shit. Oh, high key. eating all that fast food and all that greasy stuff. Yeah. What you recommend, nigga? Lunchables? Um, <laughs> I don't no, know. man, you <laughs> know, something good, you know? But something. maybe cook and bring it with you? Or, yeah, or well, that's going to save you That's going to save you a lot of money. Some sandwiches. Okay. You Disney know? World style. Ziplocs. Well, Disney World music food sucks. Yeah, bro. That's why you bring the no, sandwich Ziplocs, horrible. Zip blocks, it's horrible. And they uh, sell it to you for like 13 bucks a plate. Ep- Epcot is good. Epcot is awesome, but it's expensive. I've right. ate some really great food in Epcot. But that's because like, you get from different cultures. Yeah. So they kind of got to make it on point. It's really on top point. Yeah. But you're going to pay for it. But yeah, man. You know, make some sandwiches. And, Granola know, bars. Yeah. Stuff bottles of water. Yeah. Stuff that's going to keep you guys going, you know. Strap. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. No, for sure. Strap, for sure. Well, actually, this is what we want to do. We we have two. um, Am I allowed to talk about this? The GoPros and the the adventure. Am I allowed to talk about this? The tour, the tour video. Well, I already talked about it. So, uh, we we have two GoPros, and we want to. We're doing two cars because we we don't have a car that's big enough for everything, and we don't have a rental or nothing like that. So. We're gonna put one camera in one car, one camera in the other car, and like try and do like a little mini dock. You should know like our tour footage. That's one of the biggest. Biggest mistakes that, I, that I've made is not doing that. You know, I've done a lot of road trips, a lot of air flights. It's so easy now with these little fucking cameras. I'm oh, sure it was harder awesome. back in your day. How do you tape a camcorder though? No, <laughs> like, I'm talking about recently, like within the last, within the oh, last. Oh yeah, New Orleans and stuff. Yeah, we've got it. We've gone to New Orleans and back like uh, over ten times in the last three years. Wow. I've gone three times this year so far. I went to New York in uh in May and I checked out the scene out there. Met a couple bands. And Did you go with the band? No, they no 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 no. I just went by myself to stay with my cousin in the wa- Washington Heights. You know, let me the kind of and shit. But I went to go see a show in Brooklyn and uh, to see other metal bands. He's like, yo, I know a guy who plays bass in a band. You want to come check him out? And I was like, fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And now they follow my podcast page. They know who you know okay, is. So okay. there's bands in New York who know who we are. That's awesome. And who are gonna be seeing this? That's and awesome. Well, listen, I know. So shout out to Activator, shout out to uh uh that other fuck, forgot their name. Shout out to Activator and all those other cool people. Listen, I know the Oski of New York City as well, man. His name is Frank Wood. So if you guys uh Instagram, uh, uh Facebook, you Google Frank Wood, he's definitely the Oski of New York City. One of the reasons that my wife and I linked up was because one of the bands that he had sent me down when I was doing all the bookings at Tobacco Road. Uncrossing. Shout out to Uncrossing. My bad. What happened? Uncrossing is the name of the band. Uncrossing? The other band. Yeah, the other band. Activator and Uncrossing. Yeah, Shout yeah, out to I, you. I, I like the way you went and, and double-checked it. That's a lot of respect. Because, again, bands... They were cool people, man. Yeah. You treat people how, they, how you want to be treated. Um, So, yeah, I know this Frank Wood guy. Uh, this guy, Frank Wood, sent down through Cosmo. Cosmo Ohms, another legend. <coughs> the sound man at Tobacco Road for many, many years and the lighting and sound man for CBGBs in New York for many, many years. Gotcha. He had one of the first punk rock songs published. Anyway, uh, Rockin' on the Bowery. Big ups to Cosmo. 
Um, they send me down this group called the X's. Okay. The lead singer from Fuel. Never heard of him. You never heard of Fuel? This guy's name is Brett. I know the song Fuel by Metallica. No, well, this is a group from 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 <laughs> California, and they were called Fuel. They were playing stadiums. Oh fuck! In the nineties, and the lead singer decided he that wasn't his cup of tea anymore, and he wanted to go back into playing in the nightclubs and. You know, you can do that when you become rich. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're going to get mobbed. So, Depends on how big you are. So we did a show from at Tobacco Road. The name of the band was The X's. Yeah. And a bunch of chicks showed up. And this girl that I had been talking to showed up, which is my wife now. And she said, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I heard you're going to have this guy here, you know. And um, it was that band. They're called The X's. They're like, the guy sent me Greg Ginn. You know who Greg Ginn is? Mm-hmm. You ever heard of Black Flag? Yeah, I've heard of that band. No, this is those are the guys that invented the the hell with the record label. We're gonna do this independent. Uh, what's the lead singer of Black Flag? White dude. Yeah. With tattoos. Yeah. I I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking anyway, about. Anyway, this is his partner. I had him at Tobacco Road. A lot of people came out to that, but those were bands that were sent to me by uh, um, Frank Wood from New York City. So if you ever in New York City and you want to get a gig. Call up Frank Wood and tell him Oski sent you. Frank Wood. All right. Shout out to Frank. I'll let, man, I, I would love to play a show in New York. The thing is, when I went up there, I saw how these bands do it. It's like there's no parking. It's tight. You got to fucking find a spot. You got to park sometimes three, four blocks down the it's, road. It's, it's it's tough, man. And if you move but your shit, you're not going to get parking there's again. A, there's a saying There's a saying that says this. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. I swear to, that's that's the reason my cousin went there, bro. My cousin, um, my cousin Lennon, bro, he... he uh. Well, I just realized we wasn't even live. That's crazy. Nah. Um, but uh, my cousin Lennon, um, he uh, grew up with me here in South Florida, but we were both born in New York. He was uh-huh. born in Spanish Harlem. I was born in the Bronx. And both our moms came down here, you know, weather and, and family and shit. And so he picked up guitar and I picked up drums. We grew up playing together. Mm-hmm. But at, at a certain point, he decided he wanted to go back to New York. And he, with that <laughs> with that mindset, kind of like the if I can make it in New York, I know I'm sad I can make it anywhere. And he really liked the city, you know what I'm saying? The city aspect. He was living in Boca Raton for a while, the suburbs, and he just wasn't feeling that shit. And at 17, he went out to New York. He, he's a classically trained musician, now graduated from uh, Manus, a uh, new school for you performing your, arts your, and shit. Your, your heart, your heart is, and your destiny is going to take you where you need to go in life. Yeah, I agree. You know, so I tell a lot of bands that you got you to gotta get out of here, man. You know, and I'm trying. I'm serious. It's just trying. hard to leave shit behind sometimes no, for a no, lot of no. people. It, it's just, it's just start with little weekend shows. You know, go play. You know, Tampa on a Friday, Orlando on a Saturday, come home on Sunday. You know, play Sebring on a Saturday. Just little towns where there's really nothing else to do but go see you play. Right, that's what I heard from Seven Sins. They play this place in Newport Ritchie called Venom. And a lot of people like buying merch. A lot of people like showing support because it's a small town. And there, like you said, there's not much else to do. <laughs> there's not much else to do. Well, we, when We've done shows like in little towns like Sebring and Avon Park. All you basically got to do is stand outside of a Walmart with some paper flyers for a little bit and hand them out. And so th- I want that's something we're about to get into uh, before we started recording. If you if you like, w- we want to go and do that. Like go to other towns and just market ourselves, like as a band. Um, 
Is bi- are business cards the best way to go about that, or how would you go about marketing yourself as a band nowadays? I mean, so couple couple tips from 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 Oski. Right, you know so, what I'm saying? So this is this is the basic rundown, and uh, whoever's listening right now, you might want to get a paper and a pencil and write this down. I'm gonna give you a few minutes, a few seconds to do that. We'll give him a few seconds. We'll, we'll give him a few second. seconds to do that while we go on Facebook Live here. Go ahead. Let's come gra- grab that paper, grab that pen. About to drop some knowledge on your toma. No, I'm kidding. Everyone who's listening to the show. All also. right, so we're live on Facebook right now. So All right, shout just, out to Facebook. Just, just so you you guys know, let me show you where we're at right now. We're in a, am I here? We're in a studio. Yeah, I got you. How you doing? We're in a studio. This is the host, JC. Juicy cock. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, you actually boy. look really cool right here. Thank you, man. This actually looks like super, super cool. You know, I try. So... <laughs> We got some people already that just chiming in, right. so we're here with JC, and uh, this is his show. I'm just, I'm just uh, being interviewed. So, oh, I can't do this. So, this is the basic 101 kit for band promotion. Like this is this is very important. So, this is gonna cost you, I'd say about. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, we'll get that arranged. We'll get you a. Uh no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying to pay me. This is <laughs> the, no, 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 no. This is what someone get that written up. <laughs> no, this is what the band is gonna have to like the in, like the investment for what I'm gonna tell you. That's gonna it's gonna make a lot of sense. So the magic number is one hundred. If you JC in a band called Enoya can get a hundred people to come see you once a month. Or twice a month, you're, you're gonna do well as a local band, and and how do you reach that number of just 100? Is is very simple. I gotta give a shout out to my compadre. He used to be my bodyguard when I was in a rap group. Um, you have to make 5,000 business cards. A picture of the band on one side with verbiage of 11 words or less. Um, because the human mind can only absorb 11 words or less at one time. If you think uh, that I'm something that I just thought of, no, this has been researched and studied. I've gone to a lot of advertising seminars and social media seminars. When you're driving home, uh, probably listening to this on your cell phone, or you look at all the billboards and count them. Read the letters. Read how many words it has. If you come across with one that has more than 11 words, it was done by an imbecile. Um, most of the marketing is like really sharp marketing that sticks in your head is less than five words. Yeah. Unfortunately, on a flyer, you, you can't do that. You got to put more information. So you have to make a business card with the picture of the band maybe a website link, and 11 words or less on one side. The other side, you know, you put information on the band. You know how to get a hold of you, who you are, whatever. And you, you're in a band of five guys, right? Mm-hmm. Or so six. Let's say no. six guys, right? So six guy, that's six guys. So Counting every day, with the lights, of course. Okay, essential. every day, you're going to hand out... 25 of those business cards to 25 women. Women. Yeah. It's really, uh, unless you see a dude that you want to be, like some dude that looks mad cool, you're like, dude, 
you look mad. Don't be don't be shy about it. Dude, you look mad cool. You got to come check out my band. And you just hand them that card, and you say, thank you for your time, and you walk away. They're going to grab their phone. They're going to look at it. They're going to check it out. They're going to appreciate that you took the time to take the time, and they're going to follow you. You do that with 25 girls a day. It's 60, y'all. Do the math. It's 150 people a day that you touch. You physically touch. It's tangible. It's not social media. It's not uh, some virtual reality world. You're, you've met 25 women in one day. It's not hard to do. It's really easy. Hey, I love your shoes. I love your outfit. You got to come see my band. Check that out. You'll get some rejection, but in real life, you're always going to get rejection. So once you acquire 100 people to come to your show by doing that, then what you're going to do at your show is you're going to get another 5,000 postcards made. And again, same thing. Picture of the band on one side, a quick link and some very, like, verbiage of the model of the band. Right, right, right. Inoya, the only band that matters. Right. The only band that loves kittens. You know I mean? Something. So, on the other side, you make that into a postcard that you would buy, like at Walgreens, like a Mammy Beach postcard. So, the other side is going to have a space for you to write something. It's going to have a little square for your stamp. And that's going to be in combination with something on your merch table. Let's say you buy a boom box that, let's say it costs 50 bucks. Puts him, you know your posters on it. Say hey, we're raffling off this. We're gonna raffle off this guitar. Make sure you fill out our thing. So they gotta fill out this thing, and it's gotta have their name, their number, their home address, and what other information they'll give you. And a lot of people don't feel comfortable with their home address. Say, listen, this is we need this address because we need to be able to mail you this radio if you win. And you're going to want to mail them some other stuff. So now you start taking notes of the people that fill them out. You see them at the shows. You become friends with them. A it's, it's a natural progression. So when you have a show, let's say you have a show coming up, you get a thing called the Avery label. And on that Avery label, you put, hey, we're having a show at this place. And you take two minutes out of your time and say, hey, thank you for signing up for our radio thing. We're still in the process of doing... Uh, the raffle for it. I, I would love for you to come see it at the next show. So now that gets mailed to the house. I think it's 22 cents for a stamp. Now Stacy or, or I'm saying names that are boy or girl, Maria or Jasmine, they come home from work and there's an Enoya postcard in their mailbox from this awesome band that took the time to make the time. She's going to look at that. She's going to be like, wow. These guys thought about me. You know, you know where that, you know where that, you know where that's gonna go. That's gonna go on her mirror right there. Bop. And I believe you. That's gonna be a fan and a friend for life. That's gonna support the band because it's tangible. It's real. That's how we used to do it back in the day. And I think that the bands are losing that essence of being personal with their fans and being personal with the people that are gonna come see them. So. Once you get that hundred people, you you don't need Oski. You don't need nobody. You go to any club and say, listen, I have a hundred people that follow me everywhere we play. We want you to give us $600 to do a show here. 
and part of the door, or we'll take the door. And they're going to say, take the door. You're not worried about that because you have 100 people that are going to come see you. It's $1,000. 10 bucks a head? 10 bucks a head. And that works. It works. So if you're handing out 150 business cards to 150 women a day, just do the math. Um, what's that a week? <coughs> 100, 150 times seven times no do five because you don't want to you know you, you, you burn yourself out but do five days a week like a regular, regular job that's 750 people you touch every week new people they're going to take that and they're going to the first thing they're going to do is they're going to f- look you up on Instagram they're going to look you up on Facebook they're going to follow you they're going to because you took the time to make the time so you know, as someone said, the bands have forgotten about old school flying. I'm not going to do that. While I apologize for chiming in the Facebook while I'm on your show. No, nah, no pressure, man. But um, again, and people that know me that know, you know, the popularity of my band back in the day, and like right now, I'm basically the I'm the mechanic with the broken car. You know, I've been spending a lot of time promoting other bands and when I could be promoting my own band. Yeah. So. That's something that does not go unappreciated, by the way. Thank you. And now going back to the conversations that I've had with other people that are in bands that started doing shows and becoming promoters is that you're not cool anymore. You're not, you know, you're not, you're not in a band no more. You're not an artist. You're that scumbag promoter now. And it's a double-edged sword, man. You, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. I know this is another conversation that I have with a lot of people that do music. And we've come to the conclusion, this is what we do. This is what we do. Other people spend their money on stamps, on their model cars and their hobbies, and they spend lots of money. I spend my money on shows and making music and me going by... Uh, my present band right now, I want to give a big shout out to my present band, which is, well, my ace in the home. But first, let me give a shout out to my Dr. Dre, Mr. Dale Patrick Latino in New Orleans. I love you to death. A uh, shout out to my queen, my empress, Gigi, and my whole family, Omar, Zion, little Charlotte, and all the people that support me. Queen of the scene. If it wasn't for Queen of the scene, there'd be no none of these big Uber shows. She's the, she's the one that mapped out the blueprint for that. That's another story. You should definitely get her on here, Queen of the Scene. She, uh, I'm open to anybody, man. We're, we're running out so of gas. <laughs> really quick, so um, getting get, you know getting getting to my point, it's just like it takes a lot of people to make a band successful. You got to have a team. You yeah. got to have people that believe in you. You got to have producers that believe in you. Um, and, and again, our EP was all made in house. Brian produced yeah. it. We mixed it, recorded it in our house, all that stuff. And you know, like I said, the, the, my my current lineup is uh, David Hidalgo on guitar. We got Paco Palacio on drums, and Carlitos, Carlito Durang on the bass. I got Cuita on the rap and the back and vocals. And you know, it's really hard to keep that group of people together. Right now, we, we're inactive. You know, we're going to play my birthday party on October the 6th at, at, at Renee's Winwood. 
But that's going to be like our first show in, in a while. Almost a year. Wow. And the thing is that I'm about to drop an album. And everything that I told you, I wish I could do it for myself. But I don't, I don't have that type of band. I have a band, a super band. All my guys do their own thing with their own different bands. You, as an example, you have the opportunity of sitting down with your band and discussing what I told you. Yeah, and they're going to hear this. And say, yo, listen, let's try it. I guarantee it's going to work. I would wish I'm definitely going to do the business. We've been talking about just straight up going to Tampa, going to Fort Myers, going to Orlando, it's just going no, to these places listen, to meet again, people. And music, even here locally. Music is the only illogical thing I do. You spend, let's say you spend 10 grand on an album. Let's say you spend $1,000 on an album. You take it, you spend another 100 or something to put it on iTunes and all that crazy place. You sell 10 units. We're happy. Yeah. 10 people buy my music. I'm happy. It's illogical. It's a lottery ticket. But you know what? Honestly, I do music to do music. If I make money, I make money. If, if not, I'm going to keep making music. That's how I look the at it. The shows, people can tell you. People who know me. Everybody thinks Oski sleeps on pillow bags of money. I don't. I really don't. It's if, if, I, if I didn't do that and dedicated my time to some other business... I can make a lot more money, you know, but I do it because someone has to do it, bro. You know, and I give props. I give props to Mike McSween yeah. for doing what he did uh, at the gate. You know, he, he called me in to be a partner at the beginning. And I told him, Mike, I love you, but that's you, man. That's you. You know what I mean? And even, uh, you know, um, Onyo. From I, I started doing shows recently? Yeah, Born Beneath. Yeah, Onyo. Lou. 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 Uh, you his know, shows are great. His man. shows are amazing. They're so good. They're amazing, but the, the time is going to come. The point's going to come where that conversation is going to come up where the bands are not going to appreciate it no more. They're going to be like, you know, damn, Lou, why are we playing at 9 o'clock? You think so? You know, uh, I think uh, it's gotten there maybe. Uh, of course. It, of course. It's It's just, listen. It is what it is, man, but I commend him. I take my hat off to him because when I meet with the bands, the first thing I tell them, guys, you really do not need me. You really don't. You guys can do this on your own. Yeah, no, I respect Lou for that. You know? 100%. You know, and I, and I tell, I, I have conversations with him. And, you know, I remember Jerry from Revolution used to do shows, and it comes to a point where you get a little burnt out. Um, Seabass, he he was in Letters of the Lost. Um, okay. He uh, we're doing we're playing a show for him. Him and Lou are co-hosting a show October thirteenth at Churchill's. Cool, cool, so we'll be that's playing awesome. There, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, I think it's it's called the local throwdown. Nice. So I think that's the show they used to do. If you want to come out, um, but I, that, also that uh, night I'm, I'm actually I'm DJing um, uh, nineteen a twenty year clash reunion from the class of nineteen eighty eight for. Uh, for your high school? I think it's Beach High, no. Oh, okay. For a different oh, high school? I missed that, man. You know, last year, I, I saw I saw my high school, the, the the class that I was supposed to graduate with, they had their 20-year anniversary, and I looked at it, and for about a good 10 minutes, I felt like a loser, you know? I even posted some, man, you know, watching my graduation class, doing a thing, and 
someone's calling me in, so we had to decline that. And I posted my thoughts, you know. I felt like a loser. But a lot of people come to find out a lot of people, you know, don't think I'm a loser. They're like, no, man, you you, you, live, you do what you want to do. I, I, I can you I know? can get down in the dumps on myself, too. You know, you know? for not, I, I've always thought what it would be if I, I had a scholarship when I quit school for art, commercial art. Um, and uh, look, Lou, 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 Lou is tuning in right now. Lou, yeah, for real from Born Beneath. Yeah, Lou Yo. Quintana. He's yelling out, "Charles, who's Charles?" Uh, that's Charles. Uh, he plays with Seabass now in his band, but he was the old bass player of Heroes One. Oh, thank One. you for that. Yeah, so you know, this is what we do, man. Yeah, for this sure. This is what we do. For me, it, it runs in the blood too. Actually, I, I was gonna say earlier. You know, Juan Luis Guerra. Right? Okay. Yeah. You know who that is, right? He only Juan Luis Guerra. He only had the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth song on the charts all at the same time. That guy? Yeah. Juan yeah. Luis Guerra. Yeah. My grandfather won a Grammy for producing or recording engineering one of his albums. When he came Julie out, when, when he came out, again, I I know because I, my parents are Hispanic and we listen to a lot of Spanish radio. When they had that that top forty, Borbujas y Amor, you know that song. Again, listen, yeah, he it was, my it grandfather. Was, it was engineered one, two, that song. three, four, and five. Yep. on the on the Latin pop charts. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I have there's pictures of me as a baby in the studio with with Juan Luis Guerra, my well, grandfather. Well, my my, when I was five years old, Richie Ray and Bobby Cruz played my birthday party. Um, <laughs> my crazy. dad, my dad's played with La Lupe, Hector Lavoe. He played with the whole Fania scene in New York and here in Miami. My dad used to play a show every Saturday on WQBA. They used to have an in-house studio where they would have a Latin band come in and play. And my godfather, my dad, the bass player is my god sister's godfather. Um, and they had a drummer named Joe. It's just crazy how it runs in the fucking it family, bro. It, it really does. It's the genes. When my uncle's a producer on DR, too. You know what I mean? When Papito, shout out my to him. Dad, rest in peace. What's his name? Papito. My godfather's name was Papi Peña. <laughs> yeah. And he went to like 13 years of piano school in Santo Domingo, like a huge, prestigious place. Man, nah, uh, I'm, I wish my grandfather was around to see me become a musician. He, he never got a chance to see me like blossom into my, 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 what I am my, now. My godfather used to call me every birthday and pull out the piano and you can hear happy birthday to you and it's I miss that I really miss that and you know my dad was a percussionist and he really you know he was well known his name was Pepe Potaje he was well known as a session player, but he would, like never wanted to be a front man. I knew when I was gonna be in either if I was gonna be in a band, I was gonna be the front man. But there's a lot of shows I'll I'll sit in and play percussion with a band. I love it. You know, any situation you gotta it's play. It's a fun a role. instrument. It's a fun instrument. It the is. drums. It's I like the drums. And, and it's and it's not like a major instrument, so you could chill. And played and chill. Yeah, no, nah, I mean play. when you're but no, nah, not when you're in a metal band. When you're in a metal band, you're fucking. It's, it's, it feels like you're jogging in place sometimes with the double kicks. You know, I get. I, I, I I'm talking about me as a percussionist, as a congo player. It's oh, really okay, easy. that drummer, kind of that's a monster. The, the drummer, 
The drummer is like the most important person in the band. Yeah, if the, I feel like if a guitar player because stops playing, everyone no, no. will still keep so, going. So, yeah, so again, I was going to say that the guitar player could pass out on stage and the bass player could pass out on stage. The singer could have a heart attack. But if the drums stop, the party's over. Yeah, for real, dude. And if the drummer is having a bad night with his timing, the band's going to sound sloppy because as, as a musician, your metronome is a drummer. You're locked into wherever, wherever he's at. Yep. Yeah, so it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, I, 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 Kev. <laughs> I try to tell all the drummers that I know when they practice, please practice to a metronome yep. or to a click track. And, and Very important. Especially if, if you're like... If you're going to go into a recording studio like next week, oh, so the week before that, you should be practicing with your band to a metronome. Yeah, not to get that so shit tight. So you don't waste a lot of time in the studio. Yep. It shouldn't be more than 10 to if that, not even. I don't know like. how you guys record. I know that when I record in the studio. Um, you have to play to a click track. Yeah, we, the drummer has a click going on. Yeah. And we just take takes. And if, you know, we'll go, okay. The third take, did you like that take? And then we'll go with that take. And then just do vocals over it. I'm not into really polishing the music. Uh, it has to have its its natural imperfection. I get. I, I know what you're saying. That's, there's a <coughs> couple a couple artists that to this day still swear by recording analog. No, we, it's not. Know? It's not analog. It's recording live all at once. No, no, no. I understand. No, but I'm saying like there's you know there's people that like over edited stuff. There's people that like that that natural. You know, sometimes it sounds. That's where that will like people who like vinyl swear by vinyl. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I like well, hearing the rec- the warmness of the record scratch the, the, and all that stuff. The thing about vinyl is this: the vinyl records or records, they were like a segue, like a medium. It, uh, so vinyl is like a pig, like a like a like a like a like a pig roast. You can take a pig and put it in the oven and cook it in five seconds and it's done. Right. But. The pig is is a pig ready? Let's cook it. It's the center. It's the center focal of what's happening. That's what vinyl used to be like. You open a record, you look at the the liner notes, you look at the art. You got four things to look at. You got the outside, the inside. You're reading the credits, where it was made, the lyrics. You know, you sit down with a chick and you just play records, and you were forced to listen to the whole album, to the whole piece of work. Now with ADD, if you make a song that's past three minutes and fifteen seconds, man, you lost them. Like you're not getting played on the radio, you completely lost them. Talking about radio, before I forget, I want to give a huge shout out to Amy Bmore at Shake ninety four point three FM. Shout out! Uh, you can check them out also at Shake ninety four dot com. They do a live broadcast. Every Sunday and every Wednesday at eight o'clock, and they play only local live music. Oh, so they should be doing. The I had you guys. Right now I had you guys. Your music played on there. No, I didn't even know about this. You serious? Yeah, yeah. We, you guys, had music playing on there for the. Um, so we've been on the radio and not even known about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So. Dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna take your word for that. And, and if not, I promise you, I will talk to her. Let me know, man. And I will see with all the best of my power if we can get you on the show for Sunday. At least your music. Amy, if you're out there listening, we got a metal band. We got my man Sean Brittany Martin 
checking in from uh, Atlanta. He's in a cool band. If hey man, if y'all are watching now, make sure to tune in the full episode because it drops on Friday. Y'all are just getting a little taste. Uh, what's your what's your email? My email right now for the podcast is thethronejc at gmail dot com. So folks, I mean, the e- throne JC. That's, that's just listening through my network and, and through my Facebook. He's gonna mention that 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 website that uh face that that email, email again. And send in your music, man. Yeah, you know? no, I would love to have bands if if you, you have know? if you're a local band and you want to get interviewed on here, promote yourself. Honestly, it's a it's a two way street. I, I I get in touch with that band's fans and they get in touch with our fans here. That's it's, how it it's, is to it's me. Again, it's it's all about. Oh man, it's all about making. I think camaraderie is the person. best word. No, no, no. As an artist and uh, as a promoter. If I if I made one person happy at a show, I did a great job. Just one person. You know, if if my music or the music that someone has come to one of my shows that don't even know the band that just shows up because they're my friends or they, they heard about the show or they want to come and they want to win a rolling paper contest, rolling contest, or they want to win a, a costume contest or a guitar contest. Yo, what happened? Uh, what happened to the Headbangers Bowl, man? That was a great show last year. It was packed. The people want to know why it was not brought back this year when 420 fell on like a Saturday or a Friday. What 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 happened? What, what happened is and it then it got turned. And I'm not. I'm gonna keep it straight, man, because I keep it straight out here with the people. You know, Juicy Cock keeps it straight, man. Double entendre implied there, but um, I mean, it turned into the Apocalypse Records show, man. You know, oh God, oh. And then we had the debacle, the the, dro- the dropping. Going. This is, this well, all the bands try. <laughs> no, but that's okay. I, you know, I, and and to be honest, I heard about that. And I, and I heard well, you, we talked on the phone for. No, a no, but bit I heard. Listen, listen, listen to me. Before I ask the questions, I already know the answers. You're talking to Oski, man. That's true. So, uh, I heard about that. I heard, I heard about, you know, the discouragedness of the bands. And again, it goes back to trying to make everybody happy. So yeah. Uh, I want to believe. I want to believe in Apocalypse Records. I want. I want to believe in the label. I want to believe in someone that is stepping up the plate and that is actually trying to make something happen. Uh, for whatever, for whatever rhyme or reason. I mean, uh, I'm a pretty good judge of character, and. I think uh, as far as what I was hired to do with them, that I did a great job, and I and I want to see Revolution do well. Same here, they're great guys. See, I want to see a victim as a target do well, and I want to see Stone White Elephant do well, and I want to see of the Wasteland do well, and we did the January show, where you know. I had, I'd say ninety five percent, ninety five percent of control on the show, and the other five percent. That was a good show. It was an amazing show. Listen, it was an amazing show. We played I, that. It was I a good show. I got everyone the paper. Everyone, listen. Good crowd. It was the new year. Everyone's yep. happy. I just come back from New York. Everyone's happy that that these guys got signed. Everyone's happy that the show's going down, and there was just a couple shortcomings on. I guess it would be growing pains on how I do things and, and how I allow things to go down. 
and there was a couple things on that first show that I didn't like, and I addressed my opinion immediately and said, this needs to change, like, right now. And overall, um, that was an, uh, it was a great show. It was a great turning out, and I wanted to keep that momentum going. So when we came across to doing the Headbangers Ball, um, I had come up to the opportunity of having uh, Black Flag, or what are they called again? Um, oh God, I'm pretty sure that's the name. Isn't no, it? the name of the the name of the band. The yeah, isn't that the name? No, Black Ship. Um, something like that. God, I can't remember the name of the band, right okay. now, but they're super cool dudes. Yeah. Man. Um, I had booked the show. Right. They they had. And they're they they've toured. They they've actually had their. What's the name of the God? I'm, I got I got I got Those guys are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I can't I, remember either. <laughs> I can't remember the name. I really can't. I don't. But um, uh, to be honest, I thought the show went well, even though that there were some people in the scene that were discouraged about the. The Apocalypse Records. Uh, I was one of those people. I'll be straight up. If you want to ask influenced. why, I'll be uh, it's, it's, more than straight up with you about it. I mean, then I mean, elaborate on it. You know, I'm I, not. I'm not. I'm. I, I don't know the guys personally. It's not like they offered you know you anything. It doesn't come from that place. Um, it just comes from a place of where, like, you know, uh, nowadays a lot of these record labels know that the money to be made is not in the record sales. It's in tour money and merch money and. A lot of record deals just off top want 360 deals. And, I mean, I didn't know specifics about Revolution or a Victim of Target or other bands who would sign with them. But um, I just figured that whatever deal it was, it would be a 360 Black Tide, deal. Black Tide. Renee Lawrence, Black Tide. Black Tide. I was those close. Black super, Wave. I was those close. are super cool dudes, man. Yeah. And, and, I mean, so having a chance to book them kind of. Well, it's again, listen, I'm not a hater, man. I'm really not. I, I set up an opportunity, an even opportunity for everybody. Right. With all due respect, if you guys didn't want to play it and you were mad enough to reach out to me and, and give me the reasons why, and that, that's something that I would always keep uh, in my mind and I wouldn't talk to anyone about a private conversation that we had. Um, and I told you how I felt about it. But at the end of the day, I mean, I guess it wasn't a show for you guys. It wasn't a show for a lot of, guys, a lot of the bands that dropped out. And... It was, I, 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 I know the reasons why. I know the reasons why. And the reasons why some of the bands were were valid. And I, I got I got to say that JP and Mariano, uh, they're cool guys. They have a vision. Um, besides a couple shortcomings that we've had, where we agreed to disagree on things and, and keep it moving. Um, I was just excited. I I, I want to. I, I need to see a happy ending, you know, and they live happily ever after. You know, knowing that this band was coming back, I wanted to show them some love. They showed some love on the first show, and they're really cool dudes. I mean, the show was, to be quite honest, the show was amazing. It was awesome. Um, and, you know, we missed a couple of bands, but a couple other bands got opportunities to play. For sure. So, you know. I have nothing against that. So, I mean... 
For sure. For, I, th- I guess the way you put it was a good way to put it. It just wasn't a show for us. No, listen. I, like I tell the bands, listen, if you're playing outside and it decides to rain while you're playing, that's when God decided that, you, that you're that you not going to play the show. I have no control over that. You know? And I think the issue that some of the bands had, or I, I don't want to speak for other bands, the issue that we had with it uh, was that originally it was kind of billed as like the local thing. It was going to be the Headbangers Bowl again, or the head, however we want to call it. It was going to be a local band show. And so when Black Tide got on the bill, the the poster shifted. I mean, before you know, the local bands were front and center. All and the you names. See, that's, that's 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 petty shit. Sure, that's, maybe. No, but that's to no, some no, people. it's not. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. Um. It became the Black Tide poster. Is, Black Tide was is, huge is, on the poster. All the is, local bands were little. And again, we felt like it got robbed from us because it again, was a show that we had success with the yeah, previous this year. This is this is this is the reason why I don't put bands' pictures on flyers. I, I try to honestly, I try to keep everything as even as possible. It's it's I really, uh, you know, and I tell people if you see if you see a band's picture I'm on one of my flyers, they became a sponsor. You know what I mean? Which is different. No, they became a sponsor, meaning that they became a sponsor. You know, so... They paid money, right? They, they became a sponsor. Well, well yeah. <laughs> I would love... If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the Throne Podcast, please reach us at thethronejc at gmail.com. Thank yeah, you. send money to... What's your email? Tell them, send up a PayPal to this. Send some money to yeah, this guy. Yeah, for sure. Cash up. I'll take um, it. Put for drugs. It's, 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 again... Um... I know, I know this whole, this whole, this whole realm of music from the bottom to the top to the bottom to the to the to the bottom to the top of the top to the bottom. Mm. Um, I'm in a band. I've been jerked by a lot of promoters. Right. I think, I think that I am a very fair person. I think that what I do needs to be done. I think that. Um, it does. I think that I've put on epic shows. All my shows are pretty good. Some are better than others. Um, and I mean, I'm not here trying to defend myself. And I'm very happy for what I do. Uh, and I try to be selective with the venues and try to make sure that the bands have, uh, you know, the most positive experience. Um, and you know, I, I just, I just gotta think that every day I wake up in the morning, I put in nine hours a day for my boss's dream or the company I work for for their dream and. When I get out of there, I, I'm in Oski land. I'm in my own thing. I mean, this is JC land right here. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. So uh, I work eight hours today too. I you tell, know what I mean? And I tell, and I tell every single artist and every single band that I meet, dude, please do yourself a favor, man. You know, if you work eight hours a day for someone else, put in eight hours for yourself. You, sl- you, s- you sleep when you die. Shout out to yourself. Yeah, thank you. You sleep. You, you sleep <laughs> to, when, to everybody. You sleep. Out. Yeah, shout out to yourself. You sleep when you die. <laughs> I mean, just like the opportunity that you're giving me tonight. I mean, nah, man. This is this why, is definitely. Why would why would other. I why would I not want to come and have a conversation with you and something that's going to be recorded that's going to live forever? Do you know I'm not going to live forever. Shit. You know, here's another one of my sponsors right here, Mr. Eric Blaze from the Miami Hat. Shout out to Eric Blaze, but um, is there anything, we've been going for a good amount of time now, so is there anything that you want to say to the people, to everybody, to the Throne fans, to the Oski fans, to the Unoya fans, to everybody 
listening to this right now. Some last words from us. And this is not going to be last word because we're going to have you back on at some point. You will be back. But give us some. Off the top of my head, get a pencil and a paper. This is what I want y'all to do. (coughs) Off the top top of my head. Here we go. All right. I want you to find a band called Enoya. And I want you to like that band. That's spelled E-U-N-O-I-A. I want you to follow them on Facebook and Twitter. I want you to find Macronium. Find them. Follow them. Facebook, Twitter, Born Beneath, uh, Eras One, Revolution. Shout out. Um, Loaded Guns, they're doing their thing in L.A. Um, Barbara Floyd, um, The Fortune Tellers, um, Exotic Yayo, uh, even my Bandowski Foundation. I want you to follow Riley Smith. I want you to follow 1,000 Pounds of Thrust. I want you to follow Seven Sins. Seven Sins. Seven Sins. <laughs> that, that, those guys are kind of crazy. They're awesome. Yeah, they Had left. Them on a bunch we, of we, times. we we did them. We did a, 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 a kryptonite, and they left a Marshall stack. I said, "Come pick up your Marshall stack." Like, could you put it somewhere in there inside and hold it for us? I'm like, "No, you need <laughs> to come get this." Um, yeah, uh, God, you know, Yater and, and all the bands he's in. And you know, always awesome, you know, Mr. Jason and uh Salamara and uh Wow. Um I actually don't know those guys that much. No? No, I know who they are. Salamara? But I've never really been cool with them. Like you I need don't, to, yo, to they're an awesome band. You, you need to get them on this show. You need to get Reggie Mar. You're the, you you have my cards now. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. These you have these my cards are, now. So let me let me just ramble off off the top of my head a bunch of bands. Uh the lived you want to follow um, rappers too, producers. If anybody rappers, you know, yeah, that wants uh, to be on the show too, rappers. there's a Let bunch of rappers. I would love to get into um, the rap game. You know, oh man, Zamunda. Oh God, follow just them. Um, you know, yo Chico V. Shout out to yeah. my dog Chico. You wanna uh, Chico V? That's my dog. Yo, can I get that dude on here, please? You can get him on here. That dude is a trip, man. I love that you know, guy. I got Renee talking about. Don't forget the God Rod. They're God listening. Rod, they back. Tedium, so shout out to Tedium. Cipher Machine up. Tedium. Divisional Void. Oh, we got some bands out here. Cry Out oh. Four. All hail the mustache. All hail the all hate, hail machine. Mustache. hate machine. Toasted oh. Marshmallow oh, hate Zombies. Machine. Hate Machine is one of my favorite metal bands. You know what I'm saying, Toasted bro? Toasted Metal Zombies. Shout out to Lab Zombies. Pixels. Labs. I mean. Nah, that's my guys, dog, I bro. Looking at the wall for, for bands. You know what I'm saying? Cry out <laughs> for, that's how we do it out here. Broken, um, broken silence. Shout out to broken oh, silence. Big shout out to broken silence. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, uh, there's a there's another band. These guys won best metal band at my OC Awards. They're not even from here. Um, uh, Knowing Within. Yeah, I know them. They're from Orlando, Orlando Tampa. Right? Yeah. Big shout out to Henry Pacino. Big shout out to Mona. Uh, big shout out to Wicked Play uh, Wicked Playground. Um, Save some for next show. No man, see this. Is, I <laughs> want to make. Sure, I want to make sure. My wife is saying, "Give a big shout out to Heroes on Drugs." Oh yeah, that's the doll right We're there. I've heard him. We're working. Uh, him and I are working on 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 my next album. My next album is gonna be a rap album. Bro, you know what's funny? He was on before us 
at the the first show I ever played with you know you the thirty seventh anniversary for Churchill's yeah, that yeah, you were yeah. emceeing outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. We ended up playing like an hour oh, late. Oh, that, that was that was the first time. That was that, the first time that I played with you. Then I saw you and I like these guys were amazing. You guys were all dressed up, had the suit and the ties. Yeah, yeah. It was that crazy. was really cool. Uh big shout out to um Man, there's just so many bands. There's too many out bands there. to name, Oski. It's no. too hard, man. We'd be I, here for the I, I next three hours no, if you I named everyone. Listen. But go I ahead, gotta, go ahead, I keep going. Remember, because again, I, they're gonna call me. Oh, you didn't mention you my didn't band. shout us out, bro. You know, my, I haven't gotten my wife yet. is telling me to give a big shout out to Guita the poet, for sure, and uh, uh, Mr. Moose Harris. But I so, know. if you want to get your music played in New Orleans, uh, go on my Facebook and look up Moose Harris. Tell him Oski sent you Moose Harris. Yo, tell him about us, boy. Yeah, you I know will. What I'm um, tell God, him about the show. I'll, Amy Beamore, her boyfriend Jeff. Uh, Bizrock Studios. Um, follow all these people. Follow. You gotta follow uh, uh, all these people. A prophet, Black Prophet. Uh, you know DJ E Rex in New York. There's just so many. Mr. Leto. Um, who's God. the dude that does the raps with his son? Who's oh, that dude? That's Suspense Senior, Suspense Junior. Yeah, shout out to those dudes. I seen and, them a couple you know, times. Shout out to uh, my man. Um, God, the whole, the whole United Hip Hop, the whole United Hip Hop movement. Shout out to them cats. Shout out to Pavlov's Bell. Uh, there's just so many. The producers gonna put the wrap up music in a minute. You guys should get the wrap up music when someone's talking. You put the music up louder. Wrap it up, like like, <laughs> like, like in the Grammys. Oh, just just um, fucking just fade them you out. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just, all right. But we gotta talk about what song you want us to put in here, by the way. But we'll start fading it out. We can. Um, oh yeah. I, oh wait, I want to get in some plugs too, real quick. Go ahead. Um, uh, this weekend, motherfuckers, the thirtieth, Sunday. Florida Extreme Metal Festival, the Brass Mug, Tampa, Florida, nine o'clock. Unoya will fucking be there. Say it again. Uh, oh, you gotta say it again to the video. I'm gonna say it again to the video. This weekend, the thirtieth, September. The Brass Mug in Tampa. Unoya is gonna be there, nine o'clock. Florida Extreme Metal Festival. Don't miss it. Uh, October thirteenth, we're gonna be at Churchill's Pub for the local throwdown. Shout out to Seabass. Shout out to Lou for that. We're gonna be playing with some dope bands there. And then October 27th, we're going to be in Fort Myers with some other bands as well. Uh, and I'll get you guys a venue for that next show. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. The Throne Podcast on Instagram with underscores. You know what I'm saying? Who's Email that, who's me. Who's producer today? Malik. You know what I'm saying? Malik Productions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, out here. Uh, fuck, man. You're putting me on the spot. All right, so I, I just How am I on the spot on my own show? This is ridiculous. <coughs> well, that's, that's, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I have a way of nah, doing nah, that. No, no, no pressure, man. Oski, yo, big shout out to Oski for coming out here, man. Thank you so much. Much hey, love. Before before you before we, we get off this podcast, they're giving me the wrap it up look. Like, hurry up, wrap it up. Um, I just want to eat. No, I want to, <laughs> I want, I want uh, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank all the bands and artists. And I want to thank their friends and their family and everyone that supports local live music. Um, you know, remember, to, you know, all all cover bands, those songs came from an original artist at one time. So support your local artists. You know, we have the tendency in South Florida to support out-of-town people more than we support our own people. Yep. And it's a natural thing, I get it, but go out and see a show. Go out and see a, a metal show. 
do something different. Go see some original music. There's there's a couple of good clubs, and and if you you know don't know what to do, October the thirteenth, these guys are playing at Churchill's. October the sixth, I'm having a big birthday bash for me and my son, little Oski. He'll be seventeen. I'll be turning fifty. We're having that at Renee's Winwood. I'm having a a Halloween show called Thriller at Churchill's on Friday, October the nineteenth. Then I'm having a Night of the Living Dead, the Winwood Night of the Living Dead back at Renee's on the 20th of October. And then on the 27th, I have a pretty big show. It's a huge show that we're doing at Schnebley's Winery down south in the Redlands. Um, it's called the South Florida Halloween Music Festival. That's a, that's a, That place is beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been there, but... Fuck yeah. You know, giving a couple of plugs of what's going on in my life. Um, be on the lookout for that celebration album coming out by the Oski Foundation, produced definitely by Rat Bastard, Dale Patrick Latino, uh, and Biz Rock. Um, it's it's a it's a really good collection of nine songs. It's been three years in the making, and and big shout out to Lab Pixels. He's been a blessing to me, been a blessing to the scene. I'm actually his daughter's godfather. And Big shout and, out! And, and and in a few couple of years, we've become very close, very good friends, um, to the point where I'm gonna be his uh, his uh, daughter's godfather. And shout out to Ricky Risque, I got you, Ricky. And a big shout out to Al Mallet, and a huge shout out to my padrino, the the who I call the godfather, Uncle Ricky, Mr. Rick Zweig. He's a huge supporter of what I do financially, mentally, and morally. Shout out to um, Uncle Ricky. And most of all, shout out to everyone that supports what I do. I'm not an angel, you know, by far. But I think I'm an angel for a few people. That's all we can hope to be, man. You know? And I think we uh, we can end it on that note there. Fade us out, Mel. It's been great, Oski. Thank you so much, Thank bro. you so much, man. No pressure. Life shout is out. good. Peace, folks. Bye-bye.